Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your Valentina, hostess with the most is Michael Munoz, and welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood to lick it right, lick it good, show you how to. Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. <laughs> Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the mostest, Munoz. And uh, guys, March has come and gone. Easter is right around the corner. And I mean, we are just flying through. I mean, we're flying through this year, folks. I can't even believe it. Can you? Uh, Your girl, Munoz, is now fully vaxxed, y'all. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Allah. Thank you, Ganesh. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, universe. Thank you to the nurses. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, thank you, everybody. Um, You know, I'm still not out in these streets acting a fool, but I am blessed and a little de-stressed, you know, about the whole situation. Um, Yeah, and like, I'm it feels good. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a year it's been. My mom's fully vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated. I hope you all are out there being smart and doing your thing that way. Um, other than that, if you haven't noticed, there's new merch, new summer merch on the website, themunios.com forward slash mouth merch. Get into it, y'all. There's a there's a cute as a beach towel, because once y'all vaccinated, you can go to the beach and then sit your ass on my face right where I love it. I, <laughs> anywho, let's get to the getting on, because I am really, really, really excited for today's guest. Folks, y'all are not ready, because you know I love this, like, guest encompasses three things I love. A, drag queens. B, hot sauces. And C, drag queens. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome the one, the only, Andre Springer, also known as Shaquanda Coco Mulata. Say hi. Oh, hey, girl. Hey. 
are you? I'm hanging in. I'm here in LA visiting some friends and like kind of needed to get out of New York for a bit. So just trying to get as much uh, vitamin D as much as possible. Yeah, it's been a minute since I have the vitamin D, Gert. But But it's all good. Oh, well, you're looking refreshed. The skin is glowing. And yes, honey. Well, for those of you that don't know out there, and you probably do already, Andre Springer is not only the mastermind behind Shaquanda's Hot Pepper Sauce, but also has been performing in the streets and bars of New York City since the age of 20. Much of that time being spent creating his drag alter ego, Shaquanda Coco Mulata. Say that three times fast. I love it. It feels good on the tongue. The body of Springer's work has been in performance, sculpture, and film, but while manifesting his creative side, he also spent 18 years in the restaurant industry as waiter, bartender, manager, and maitre d. Shaquanda's hot pepper sauce can be found in specialty shops across the United States and most recently in Whole Foods, yes, Queen, at all the Northeast region locations. The brand was featured in popular food publications like Bon Appetit, Edible, Serious Eats, Delish, BuzzFeed, New York Times gift guide, and was a favorite in season 9 and 13 of the popular hit YouTube series Hot Ones, and is not yet a sponsor of In Your Mouth, the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) There is a lot to unpack, Andre, and I can't thank you enough for being on. But before we get anywhere in the grand tradition of In Your Mouth, I need to wish you happy National Oysters on a Half Shell Day. Are you an oyster queen? I actually love oysters. I love like all the fixings on it too. Okay, this is where this is where now where it gets controversial sometimes. Mm. Now I know you are a hot sauce queen, but are you a hot sauce queen or are you a mignonette queen when it comes to your oysters? I like to mix them up, so I like to put a little bit of everything on it. Yep, that's you know what that's the way. I like it too because I am a greedy ass bitch. So give it <laughs> all to me. Just give me, give me more. Give me more. Give me, give me more. Um, I actually had the first oysters of the season last week. Delish.com. Did you like, did you wash it down with anything um, bubbly or? Oh, yeah. Champagne. Always. Always. Yeah. Right. Because. In the words of Nene Leakes, I am a rich bitch. <laughs> Not really. Um, you're very lucky because today is a double day. Um, and don't ask me why, because I didn't come up with these things. But uh, today is also, and no pun intended, happy National Clam Day. Oh! Yes. <laughs> Now, um, are you a clam guy, too? I am actually, I would rather have fried clams. Like, I've eaten raw clams, but they're fine, but I prefer a fried clam. I am with you um, on the fried adventure, maybe even a baked clam. There's a place in this city. Have you ever been on Houston Street um, in Soho called Arturo's? It's like this really old pizza joint like New York Uh City pizza joint. And they do clams, Arturo, where they like dig out the clam and then put like baby shrimp and 
mini scallops in there and then mix it with like breadcrumbs, cheese and butter and stuff it all back into the clam, clam oh, shell. Oh, that sounds really good. But you know what? I can't eat it because I'm allergic to shrimp. Oh, yeah. wait a minute. You're yeah. allergic to shrimp, but you're not allergic to clams or oysters. How does that work? So there's like uh, there's like shellfish allergies and there's also which includes all the shellfish, including shrimp. And you can just have a shrimp allergy, which is uh, specific to shrimp. Oh, womp, womp. Oh, my God. Well, there's more shrimp content coming at you at <laughs> on today's podcast. I hate to tell you. But oh, like, you know what? Get, get your EpiPen ready. And no matter what you <laughs> celebrate, we want to wish you out there a happy National Oysters on a Half Shell Day and happy National Clam Day. And moving right along into this day in gay history, you got a good one today, especially for the drag queen of it all. This one's for Shaquille. Wanda herself. Did you know, Miss Thing, that in 1979, in the Navy begins a 13-week run in the nation's top 40? The U.S. Navy briefly considers using the song as a recruitment theme until the full implications of the lyrics are explained. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I did not know that. Right? I want. I wish I was there in that meeting, like you know, having to sit down, like the master general or the colonel or whatever they're called, you know, the the chief, the head chief, and just be like, um, "Excuse me, sir, your honor, we cannot use this song because it's about <laughs> getting naked." And I don't even know. I don't know the full words of "In the Navy." I just know that um, if it comes on at the club. When we're allowed back in the club, my ass is going to be getting down. Mm-hmm. Are the village people in your rotation of songs you lip sync to? Are you a lip sync queen? Uh, actually, I'm not a lip syncing queen. I've done some like lip syncing in my life, but okay. I'm more of like hosting or kind of like more weird performance. Okay, okay. So yeah, let's just put you in a box right off because that's like the thing to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. So from drag to hot sauce, it was a journey and a half. And, I mean, we are both Brooklyn natives here. Did you always have a love for food? Where did, like, I want I want to start at the beginning where I always start, a la Julie Andrews. But, like, I need to know what this trajectory is from, like, artist to now hot sauce queen. So let's start at the beginning. Was there a passion for food that, like, you know, is inherent yeah, of course. Like I've always loved uh, eating and spending time with my grandmother in the kitchen. So food has always been a form of like love and nurturing. And as I went through school and college, I took up jobs in the restaurant industry. And so like it's always been I've always been around food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're of Barbadian descent, Mm -hmm. uh, correct, right? And I love that. I've never, until I read your bio, I was like, Barbadian. I was like, oh, I love that. I want to be Barbadian just so I can say the word. (laughs) Yes, I'm here for it. I'm here for all of it. But grandma, uh, she from Barbados, like Barbados, or did she grow up here? Uh, she she grew up in Barbados. She moved uh, to the States with my mom and uh, my mom's younger siblings uh, in the, I believe it was in the seven, I want to say the 60s or 70s. Like, yeah, we are. 
And so I ask because we often talk, especially these days, about like our parents, our grandparents' uh, influences, at least those, even those who can't cook, but especially those who could cook, and their influence on us through food. What was that food like that like you were growing up with? It was, you know, like I always try to explain like Caribbean food is, you know, from all the islands are seasoned. So that season comes from like herbs and dried spices, um, also like the preparation for marinating things. And so Bayesian food is not typically as spicy as the other Caribbean islands. There are some dishes that are. Uh, we have a lot of, we share a lot of similarities with some of the smaller islands. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of like herbs and a lot of like citrus. So, and a lot of seafood. Uh, our food isn't, uh, there's like, it's a hybrid of African, English, and um, and Indian. So you'll find like um, random things from like, you know, shepherd's pie to um, like a sort of like uh, the national dishes called, there's two national dishes. And so you eat them on the weekend and one is called pudding and sauce. So it's, tip, it, it's like a blood sausage, but it's stuffed with with root vegetables and it's served with a kind of pork head and hooves that's been chilled in cucumbers, lemon juice, parsley, and hot peppers. And so it becomes like this kind of like terrine. And that's yeah. one of my favorite things to eat. And then the other one is uh, cuckoo and flying fish. But since there's no flying fish here in the States, like it's usually cuckoo and like codfish. So it's very similar to like a fish and grits kind of scenario. Oh, oh, you just took me on a journey. <laughs> here with this terrine i i want to go back to it for a second because it's just wait yeah give me the ingredients one more time it's so it's traditionally it's pigs it's the head of the pig it's the head of the pig here for it the pig's feet yeah put all the bits in there and you boil it until it's cooked and then you remove it and you add citrus salt and um and a scotch bonnet and chop up the scotch bonnet and then you chill it and then you add parsley and um and cucumbers and more lemon juice or lime juice and that's it yeah. and i mean you the shallot too so like shallot yeah shallot it's very simple ingredients but it like provides you like a nice delicious like the kind of the texture, the fat, the acid. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, give that to me with some crusty bread. I want it. I want it all. <laughs> I'm starving. A few weekends ago, a Jamaican friend of mine uh, made me oxtail. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, I just like touch my titties. It's uh-huh. so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. We make good oxtail, that's for yeah, sure. I mean, but I mean, the people of the islands all over oxtail, blood sausage, I am not a fan of. Me and my Puerto Rican self cannot do it. I have tried and tried again. I have see, I have been sat upon a hill and watched them, like, you know, kill the pig, collect all of it from yeah. start to, I have watched the process start to finish and I cannot, I still can't do it. You know, that's fair. so, you know, like in like, I guess in the 50s or something, it most recipes switched over to a veget of I'll believe that in quotes vegetarian version of it. So it's like sweet potatoes and you mash it up and you stuff it with uh, thyme, marjoram, uh, salt and butter. 
and you steam it in the the casing, so like the yeah. the you know, whatever that intestine is to make the sausage. Mm-hmm. And so there's no more blood in it, but it's it used to be blood. It used to you be better, you better be educating me right now. Are you sure? I <laughs> where's my assistant when I need her? Where's the where's the production? We don't, we, team? Don't use, we don't use the blood anymore. We just use the root vegetables instead. And that's that's interesting. I that's the first I've ever heard that. Now I'm now I'm curious if like everyone's doing that or like. Hmm. For the most part in Barbados, like there are still some people that make it the old school way, but everyone that I know and every like pudding that I've ever had has always been like sweet potatoes or like you, it's always been like root vegetables. Interesting. You are the first and now my mind is blown about it. Um, No joke. I I remember being a little boy. um, You know, we went to visit my family in Puerto Rico and I would feed this pig every day because... My grandparents owned a farm. There was, you know, there was cows and pigs and the whole thing. Yes, we get it, a farm. Um, and, and yeah, I would feed it mangoes and things. And then one day it was like, it was the lesson, you know, it's like the circle of life. Like, and we need this. We raised this pig to then eat it. Like it, it provides sustenance for the family and none of it went to waste. And so they sat me on a hill and the men did the... Uh, you know, the slaughtering of the pig and the women with the bowls caught the blood and caught the intestines and not one part of it went to waste, Mm. you know? And so it was this whole, like, circle of life lesson I'll never forget. That and, you know, never approach nesting chickens because they'll scratch your eyes out. Oh, they Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because that that surely happened. Um, I love that. I love all of that. And so... Now I want to kind of move on to Shaquanda herself, right? Mm-hmm. And how how did she come about? Like, where where did she come from? How did she emerge from the waters into the beautiful being that she is? Well, I used to work at this bar on the Bowery called The Slide. Oh, yes. I. Oh, my God. You worked at The Slide? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, in your mouth, listeners. The Slide was an iconic moment. <laughs> to say oh, yeah. the least. To exactly. say the least. Go ahead, continue. Oh my God, you literally just took me back to some situations, honey. <laughs> so working there was, as you know, a lot of fun and also a lot of craziness. And I was working one night that Linda Simpson was uh, hosting Gay Jeopardy. Yeah. So Linda Simpson, who is an iconic, legendary uh, nightlife performer, who like me is not a lip syncing drag queen. Shout out to Linda Simpson, yes, who just came out with a book of all her old um, photos from New York City's, like, drag scene and underground, like, queer scene, too. Um, Shout out to you, Linda Simpson. Yes, go ahead. So Linda, I was so enamored by by the gay Jeopardy and the amount of fun that everyone was having, and I asked her if I could be a guest on her show, and she said, well, like, do you have a character... And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can make one up. And so I toyed around like with the idea for a week of like what, who's like my altar or my drag extension. And that's how it happened. That was the first time that I did drag. Incredible. Incredible. And with like, so do you call Linda Simpson your drag mom? 
Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I live, I live, I iconic moments and iconic drag queens today <laughs> in your mouth, listeners. If you don't know who Linda Simpson is, she uh, has all the content on in- Instagram as well. Uh, go support her. Yes, I did. I mean, Andre. We used to, my friend Michael and I, were baroque as fuck. And we used to go to our friends' apartments and, and like, empty their change, you know, like, their change bowls. Be like, you don't need this change. You don't need this change. And we'd go to the bodegas on the, uh, on the corner and be like, you need dimes? You need nickels? And we would get bills just for admission into the slide. And then, since we didn't, we only had money to get in, we would either pick up an empty bottle or, like, take someone else's drink on the slide. <laughs> uh, yes, not, like, not the best situation, but we did what we had to do. And then we would, like, meet people. And then, like, the madness w- would ensue of the evening. There were so many, like, memorable moments from the slide. Oh. and. Yeah, and I don't know if you know, the slide was a prostitution house. Like I did not know that. Back in the day, yes. I don't know if it was in that location where you were working, but um, yeah. Well, that's, that is dark. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, crazy. Crazy New York City moments and crazy New York City happenings. But uh, So how, how did your family... Because um, we always talk about a little bit about coming out here on the pod. How did your family first receive you coming out and then having to, because I know a lot of drag queens have to have like a second coming out. Um, was that was that your experience and what was that like too? Uh, well, you know, my, my family in general is pretty supportive. Um, it's a little harder with my mom because she's religious. And when I came out, she didn't believe it. Like, but I never felt... Um, necessarily disrespected or anything and my stepfather was like he didn't care as much he's like whatever uh, my my bio father doesn't care either uh, and doing drag was just like I had dressed up for some photos in art college and they were like in my house and uh, my mom kind of smirked at it because my I guess my makeup looked really good so but it wasn't um, there was like no kind of like full interest or like uh, in terms of like digging in deeper or asking me any question was just like more like, oh yeah, that's what he's doing now. <laughs> yeah, and that's great. Listen, um, I preach and preach and preach again 160 some odd episodes later that everybody's story is important and we don't know who's listening out there. And so, you know, to, to we never know, I should say, who we can inspire, who we can inspire by your, by your story, by my story, by whomever's story and... Our stories are unique and important, so thank you for yeah. sharing, for sure. And I really want to get to the hot sauce of it all, but before we get there, I think now would be a great time to introduce you to my favorite part and the audience's favorite part of the podcast, something we like to call Food News Update. Food News. Oh, honey, you ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. Nestle's Cookie AI looks creepy as hell, but could help improve your baking. Is it hung? Is it hung? (laughs) Well, first of all, it's a woman. Oh, well, 
Maybe she's home too. Maybe she is. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I found this the craziest thing. So apparently, uh, Nestle uh, created a, a woman by the name of Ruth. And Ruth is a new digital human meant to help us bake perfect cookies. Thank you, munchies.vice.com, for this. She was created in response to recipe troubleshooting questions that came into Nestle's customer service line. As Nestle's head of digital strategy and innovation, Orchid Bertelson, announced on Twitter. Like most of the work by Soul Machines, which describes itself as the world leader in humanizing AI to create astonishing digital people, Ruth is right on the razor's edge between creepy as hell and impressively realistic, and she has conversational chops too. She is named for Ruth Wakefield, inventor of the classic Toll House cookie. Apparently, Andre, she can answer all of your questions as you bake. And if you take too long to respond, she'll like Dora the Explorer, like blink her eyes and look around being like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> That's kind of cool. Isn't it? Yeah. I'd be down to try that. Like, you know, because I'm not the best baker. And I think a lot of people aren't like, you know, such a science. And so to have someone there to just answer your questions and help you along the way is, I think, amazing. Yeah. Um, so the digital Ruth can answer cookie questions via chat or microphone. She seems to have a pretty good ear. Customize cookies based on dietary preferences or needs and guide you through a basic chocolate chip cookie recipe. Ruth seems honestly pretty helpful, especially for people who haven't baked much or for those who can't pin down why their cookies go all wonky and don't know who else to ask. Uh the writer of this article also says, given that we're all starved for human interaction these days, why not let the cookie robot provide some virtual companionship? A bonus, if you haven't baked with relatives in a while, do. Uh, Ruth can provide all those subtle faces and sounds of impatience and slight judgment, almost as lovingly. Hmm. So it sounds like she's a, she's a shady biatch. I love it. Here for it. Toot on the <laughs> I think that's all that needs to be said. Cinnamon Toast Covered Shrimp Tails found in Cinnamon Toast Crunch Box. No, 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 no. That is not okay. <laughs> Where are they making that? This has been big news for the past like week and a half. I'm surprised you that you haven't heard about this. Mm -hmm. So the man who found them is actually a famous comedian by the name of Jensen Carp. Now get this, the T is real on this entire story, honey, right? And I'm going to paraphrase cuz I have a bunch of articles pulled up here from CNET, the New York Post, the New York Times, and he posted when he found shrimp tails on Twitter, in his favorite cereal of all time. He even claims to have Cinnamon Toast Crunch like sneakers. He's that devout to the brand. And oh. so he tweeted, um, at CTC Squares, why are there shrimp tails in my, serious, in my cereal? This is not a bit, because he's a comedian, right? And then he shows the shrimp tails in this photo. Cinnamon Toast Crunch claps oh. back, being like, that. those aren't shrimp tails. Those are, like, just collections of cinnamon toast you know like the stuff he was like i will not be gaslit and he takes other photos and it's like these are 100 percent shrimp tails 
in what? the cereal. What? <laughs> now it gets juicier because you know who he's married to? Who's he married to? Boy Meets World star Topanga. Topanga? Oh, I love Topanga. We all love Topanga. She had the best hair. Yes. <laughs> she literally had locks and locks for days. I used to be obsessed. So now the story gets juicier. Fine. Topanga, look, the ambulance is coming because <laughs> I'm already sick from this. Topanga, right, whose name I don't know off the top of my head right now, she goes to inspect it further. And upon further inspections, there are squares with little things in them that allegedly look like rat, rat poop. Ew. And it was like in one of those like big like box store double box, like, you know, two for one packs. And then in the other box that had been unopened, it looked like there was tape on it. And then it also seemed that there allegedly was floss in there. Yes. Gross, right? Could you imagine just opening up your favorite cereal and fa- <laughs> and finding... Oh, it sounds like someone sabotaged that company. I mean, this is a nightmare, but it keeps getting better. So, of course, Twitter has a heyday with it. Normalized shrimp in breakfast cereal. Oh, my God. Like, he's having a moment. No real update, and I'm not posting about this bullshit all day again. Waiting for the ele- envelope I agreed on from General Mills to send them back pieces and some of the shrimp tail will leave home for DNA testing at noon. It's so crazy. The uh, the person that works at General Mills needs to, and keeps bringing shrimp for lunch needs to stop. They need to stop eating shrimp over the conveyor belt while making my favorite cereal. <laughs> Insane. So great. It's all under investigation. Nobody knows if it's real or not. Uh, General Mills is saying that it ha- had to happen post-production. There's all these theories out there about how... This all happened, right, with the rat poop that allegedly is in there with the shrimp tails and the floss. Great. Now it gets even juicier. Oh, because... no. I'm going to get even more. Because <laughs> the internet has turned on Jensen, right? Oh, Danielle Fischel is Topanga's name, by the way. Oh, so okay. apparently... There's a bunch of his old girlfriends that are coming out now that say that he's allegedly verbally abusive. And now it's and now this story has turned even darker <laughs> all within a week and a half. <laughs> oh god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, act- actress Melissa Stenton also took to Twitter to issue a PSA regarding Carp's treatment of her when they dated. What you may not know about the man behind the viral posts, what like uh, what like he's a manipulated uh, a manipulative gaslighting narcissistic ex boyfriend who once told me he was surprised I hadn't killed myself because my life was so worthless. Oh Rose my god, that's Stenton. Awful. Can you imagine? Getting a lot of texts from girls still in ter- therapy over his terror. At least we have uh, this fun little club. Wow. You know what? I I couldn't even imagine. That sounds like so much trauma to deal with. Oh, no one deserves that. How did we get from shrimp tails and rap poop to this? Like, and did he even see this coming? No. Well, I guess like with the internet, like everything's around. So it's like, whatever you do or put yourself out there, be prepared to have all and anyone with a story on you to like, just come out and be like, hey, this is what this person is like. 
or this is what they've done. This is my experience with them. So, I mean, I'm not surprised the internet moves real fast. I mean, <laughs> I, I, all I could do is laugh because it's so unbelievable. All of it. It's just like, what happened? What happened, General Mills, Jensen, Melissa, Topanga? Topanga, yeah. And poor I'm not scared to eat Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> I know. And poor Topanga just caught in the middle of it all. I hope her hair is still looking fierce. I, I, I do, too. Right? I yeah. do, too. Right? And I hope that these women are are also getting, you know, the therapy and help that they need as well out there, right? We support women on this podcast. And Jensen, you got to... You got to fix all of this somehow, <laughs> boy. That's all I got to say, because I don't think Andre and I are here for any of this. And, and last, but not least, just in time for Easter, if you celebrate, Pepsi and Peeps are introducing a marshmallow soda for a limited time. Uh, Peeps are disgusting, but... A marshmallow-flavored Pepsi I'm here for. Okay. Now, peeps are controversial, much like candy corn. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. Because, yes. <laughs> I, you know, I'll take, I'll bite off of a, a peep's head, and that's it. Just for, just for, like, ritual's sake, or, you know, it's like the thing we do every year with the same as candy corn. Yeah. Like, we all just have to eat a piece of it or one of them. Just yeah. because. Yeah, there is a whole generation of people out there that eat their peeps stale. That's a thing, too. Did you know oh. about that? Like, they'll open the package, uh-huh. let them dry out, and then enjoy them that way. Like, that's completely a thing. You know what? I think I want to try that just out of curiosity. Yeah, they say it's better that way. Huh. I-, I think it's too much sugar for me. Like, I'll have, I'll have one and be done. But I can't say I don't like them. You know mm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But a marshmallow soda, I'm not a big soda guy. So according to Delish.com, fan of <laughs> Shaquanda's hot pepper sauce, not a fan of Indian Mouth the podcast because uh, he's tried charging me for articles. Delish.com, I need to speak to the manager. Um, <laughs> have you ever enjoyed Peeps marshmallows so much that you wish you could drink them? Same. And that's uh, and that's now possible thanks to a collaboration between the iconic brand and Pepsi. The pair just dropped a beverage that combines the refreshing taste of Pepsi with the sweet cloud-like flavor of Peeps Marshmallow. Available for a limited time and not a sponsor of this podcast. The marshmallow flavored drink comes in a three-pack of mini 7.5-ounce Pepsi cans that boasts a Peeps-inspired design. The cans feature little chicks and come in yellow, pink, and blue. And according to um, Delish, they're super cute and you won't want to toss them when your beverage is all Gone. You won't be able to get them in stores, but to get your hands on the coveted spring-inspired drop, Pepsi and Peeps are hosting a sweepstakes. All you got to do for a chance to win is show how you are enjoying your favorite springtime activities in a safe, socially distanced way, duh, with Peeps, uh, Marshmallow Chicks, and Bunnies. Oh, so it looks like it's marketing. Ah, okay. Yeah. Isn't everything? Yeah. <laughs> what a great way to get to get uh people to to give content for free pretty much. Yeah, and you know what? 
Yeah, as opposed to paying the people who are, are out there creating all the content uh, and the really good content, you know, out there. But that's another story for another time. Um, another controversy, Pepsi or Coke? Oh, I'll drink both. I don't care. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't mind. Oh, no, no. What's your, which, which one do you prefer? A Mexican Coke. Not, oh, it can't even I mean, be Coke. That's okay now. Okay. You didn't say that. Well, I said Coke. But, you know, I just generalized for like American Coke, like all, but like Mexican Coke before everything else, before Pepsi, regular Coke, for sure. Yes. And any mouth listeners, if you don't know the difference between Mexican Coke and American Coke, Mexican Coke uses, you know, real sugar. And, you know, there's less bullshit in there. And it's it's just tastier. That or movie theater cherry Coke. There's something about movie theater cherry Coke that is lit. I like the slushy. The Coke slushy? Yeah. I think Pepsi has like a 7-Eleven slushy, don't they? They probably do. Or I just something. know theaters I always get the slushy. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Well... You know what? However you're celebrating spring, if you're a Pepsi peeps person, this one's for you, and I'm not mad about it. Um, And I think that's the best way to end. Food news update. Are you going to bring that to all your girls out there in L.A. now? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Be like, girls, I totally got the tea. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm still gagged about the shrimp and and Topanga just being caught in the middle of it. I'm now I'm gonna go search and look for those. I'm gonna look for the photos. Um, do it. All you have to do is type in cinnamon toast crunch shrimp. Do yes. it. Oh, okay. You'll find all the articles, all the photos, everything. Um, no joke. And I just I didn't do this on purpose, but I ended with delish.com who had provided me a lot of food news update. I I'm funny shady. Um with them. <laughs> but um talk to me about the trajectory of Shaquanda's hot sauce. How do you go from performing to make hot sauce and what's the hot sauce secret that it's so popular? I think, you know, I'm I have a very producer mind. Like I like to make things. I like to create and solve problems. And so when part of my performance was with a sauce that I made with my uh, business partner, Dominic, and people loved it so much that they, they were pushing me to do it. And I moved forward and I started doing it. It took a lot wait, of time. Wait, wait, wait. We, uh, we just like kind of glossed over the whole thing here. You were like, yeah, I was performing hot sauce. There it was. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You got the... The kids can't see you out there. I can see you. And I know uh, I've seen the hot sauce, right? Myself, yeah. firsthand, even though there isn't a bottle in my apartment. Uh-oh. Well, I got to put a bottle in your apartment, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but what did this performance entail that you were eating your own homemade hot sauce? Is that how it well, worked? I was so part of it was like I had a shopping cart. And that was my performance. I was just walking around with a shopping cart and people asked when I performed, when I would perform and I would pull out a cracker or a plantain chip and be like, and then I would pour hot sauce on it and then have them eat it and go over, you know, the taste of it. And they're just so excited and trying to buy it off of me. And I was like, this is my part of my outfit. I can't sell you this. 
because you know I had them all like I had about 30 or 40 of them wrapped up in um like bodega bags all right and like it was part of like you know my grandmother going to the store and had her you know shopping cart and that was my homage to her and so after about tasting it out to like about 10 people I just my friends convinced me to start selling it for like pretty much I was selling for like $3.99 or something. And I got so much positive feedback and I'm like walking through the streets of Bushwick with my shopping cart and friends and we were just shouting hot sauce for sale. And, you know, it just was one of those things where it just was a recipe for success. I mean, the marketing was there just, you know, authentically from a performance. It was, you know, Caribbean about my kind of culinary experience and about who I am as a New Yorker and as a performer. And so after sitting down and like really kind of thinking about what the next stages were, was going through the sort of legal process, the insurance and finding a place to make it and bottling and like learning more. It's, you know, it's it's a lot harder than it looks, but, you know, like with determination and good friends and support, uh, and family, like I was able to push through and, you know, have a business. Yeah, that's incredible. So what's the secret? What makes it what makes it the it hot sauce? I think it's the combination of ingredients that really kind of tell a story. So it's not just burning your mouth out. And it's so versatile with putting on food and you're getting like all these delicious flavors without any starches or fillers. So you're getting a bottle of, of produce, essentially. It's not... Like most hot sauces, like I guess the more mass-produced hot sauces are typically just one or two ingredients or and then like water and xanthan gum or some sort of like starch filler to kind of thicken it up. So what you're getting is really one note or sugar or salt. And so what you're getting with mine is like all this flavor with very little sugar or salt. Oh, oh. I'm looking at my spice rack now and I'm counting the hot sauces. I have Elvira's hot sauce, but Shaquanda's nowhere to be found. <laughs> yeah, Elvira, Elvira makes a hot sauce? Yes, Queen. Oh, okay. oh, okay. I need to get one. Yeah, she partnered. My brother sent it. My brother's on this kick, I guess, because I turned 40 this year of sending me yeah. hot sauce. And so... Uh, I got a two-pack of Elvira hot sauce from, I forget what company she partnered with, um, and it's up there. I have yet to try it. There's Cholula, there's Frank's, there's Old Bay hot sauce, there's Valentina. You're gorgeous, you're beautiful, you look like Linda Evangelista. There's... <laughs> what else is up there? There's uh, Tapatio, and there's a couple. There's two that I... Oh, there's a Tango uh, Truffle Hot Sauce, which is my new favorite. She's a hot sauce queen. Mm. She's definitely a hot sauce queen. And I love that Shaquanda came out on the pod as a verse queen. Wait a minute. I don't think I'm going to let you go without talking oh, about verse it. Verse queen. Huh? Verse. Yeah, Shaquanda... Oh. <laughs> Shaquanda <laughs> said she's verse. <laughs> she may look like a top daddy, but <laughs> oh, she's not top either. <laughs> I'm deceased. I'm deceased. Shaquanda's just spreading lies out in these streets. Then. <laughs> oh my God! I'm dead. I'm absolutely dead. On the heat level, how hot is hot? Or do we come in like many, many hot uh, varieties? 
I would say, like, for most of my flavors, they run between a, you know, it's all subjective too, right? Like, um, it's like medium. So I would say it's approachable. It's going to burn a little bit, but not, it's not a lingering burn. And uh, I have a green one that's pretty mild. And that's like an approachable sauce for those that don't, that want to try to start eating spicier things. It's a great way to start. And this hot sauce is based in your roots as well? Like, the, yes. do, do you give um, it a- It's like, it's about like through the lens of Barbadian food. And, you know, the first ingredient is onion. And so like all the sauces, onion is going to be in the beginning of the ingredients. And it's about translating flavor and heat through onions. Yeah. And um, the, I would say the quirkiest one would be my umami hot sauce. And that's like taken from black garlic, which is originally a Korean thing. And so it has that funky kind of fermented um, taste that's very like a nice mouthfeel. So I use black garlic in that one with um, blackberries, blueberries, balsamic vinegar. It's really yummy. Oh my God, I want, I want it all. Um, (laughs) She's a theater queen. Um, The, oh my God, I need it. I I just, you know, I'm just going to throw out the rest of the spices and just fill the rest with Shaquanda's hot sauce. So how did it become so famous then? How did it end up on Hot Ones? Like where, where did the snowball begin? So like I I started getting attention pretty early just because of, my branding and being a queer, you know, black owned business. And, you know, the, a lot of foodies, I, you know, I worked in restaurants, so like I know all the foodies and everyone was super pumped about it. And I had some really like great places take me on as like their hot sauce or selling it at their specialty shop. And so what really kind of kicked it off in terms of um, like more kind of like scaling and like more visibility um, would be from the show Hot Ones. Amazing. So hot ones like Hedonist, which is um, a shop in Williamsburg and also in the Chelsea market, they're responsible for all the sauces that go on the show. And uh, I approached um, one of the owners about it. I was like, listen, I want to be on the show. And he said, are you ready for it? Because he's like, everyone loves your sauce. And so we just want to make sure that you're prepared for it. And of course I was prepared for it because like, you know, I always think ahead and you know, but there's always always going to be issues regardless of how prepared you are. But like it kicked my butt in terms of like getting everything produced. And then kind of just after that, just like uh, generated so much interest. And so that really was the kicker. And then the New York Times gift guide was such a great, um, another great exposure. And then being on season 13, so being on two seasons was pretty helpful. I would say that the support of the queer food community and the black community was super beneficial and like just spreading the word and also really connecting with my audience. Amazing. I love that. I love that. Now I've absorbed you into my big old queer food community as I'm as I got ga- as I gather the children, you know, and I'm like the Pied Piper over here. <laughs> Incredible, and I love this story. I don't want to go. Oh my god, I I can't wait because every morning, uh, my friends and I we text each other about deals and steals. I I, I needed to be on deals and steals for us. So <laughs> I could be like, right? Because they're always they're always trying to do the most, especially when it comes to like you know supporting small business, supporting like you know everybody. Right? I need a deals and steals moment. 
I love it. Tell the kids, well, first and foremost, before we close out, what's next for you? Well, we're developing, uh, we're planning on expanding our line into other uh, grocery items, you know, staying under the identity of queerness and spiced foods. So that's what we're working on right now. Amazing. Amazing. Well, congratulations on all your success. And I can't thank you enough for coming on the pod, giving me a little bit of your relaxed time today. Um, It's been really, really special connecting in this way. Um, This is why I love what I do. Tell the kids where they can find you, where they can find the hot sauce, where they can see the OnlyFans. Give it all to them. You can find me at um, ShaquandaWillFeedYou.com. Also, my handle on uh, Instagram is Shaquanda Will Feed You. Uh, if you can't spell it, just Google it. Um, but you should learn how to spell it. S-H-A-Q-U-A-N-D-A Will Feed You. And that's how you can find me. Yes, I love that. Please go send all the love to Andre. Um, and take a look at the beautiful Fache too on Shaquanda Will Feed You. It's been such a great day here. And once again, I can't thank you enough for being on the pod, Andre. Out there, well, April is right around the corner. The weather is getting nicer. I am out there in the streets um, starting to exercise again because you know your girl Munoz hates exercising in the cold and doesn't like going to a gym. (laughs) Other than that, as you know, I am part of the One uh, Star Podcast Network, a collection of niche food podcasts um, that have come together as a village to support each other and push each other forward. Go support uh, the other podcasts as well on the One Star Podcast Network. And as always, I can't thank you all enough out there for your support and listening to In Yo Mouth! <laughs>